attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. We're here. We're still here. Like clockwork, most Mondays, just on your little devices. That's where we are. That little yellow box. I feel like we haven't been like clockwork for a while. (laughs) I said almost like clockwork. Almost like clockwork. We're trying. We had the holidays, and then we had the vacations, and then... I know. Now here we are. We're we're getting back to like clockwork. I didn't even tell you, Adam, that um, my March is going to look really intense, because I just got my work schedule, and we've got a couple of projects that I'm going out to shoot, which is very exciting. But that means more up and down on our schedule. No, maybe that means Adam and Kim do a couple episodes. Ooh. I can hear Kim right now saying, don't tease. Um, yes, you guys should. I'm picturing the text coming on Monday when this goes up. Like, oh, wait, what? When are we recording? Yeah. So fan favorite. Kim, you're on the hook. Fan favorite. You're on the hook in March, Kim. By the way, I've been listening to Kim's new podcast. Kim Moffat is a fan, which is funny that our fan favorite is a fan. Should we take credit for the title? Yeah, let's do. I think we should. Yeah, Kim, there you have it. No, her podcast is really good. (laughs) I just listened to her interview with uh, Marla Sokoloff, and it's so great. Again, guys, if you haven't listened to it, it's her podcast where she's interviewing actors and actresses who have made a lot of really cool projects over the years and most of them she knows or she has some connection to she asked some really interesting and fun questions so kim moffat is a fan you should go listen to it yeah okay in other news that we just have to drop before we get into this week's episode y'all we have big news yeah we do i have convinced dana (gasps) to do a run disney event yeah, it's happening. It's happening, everybody. And I know we we still have to do a whole breakdown, which we're going to do probably next week of the Run Disney Marathon weekend. But I have got Dana roped in to do the Halloween Run Disney Halloween weekend at Disneyland 10K. I'm going to go do the 10K and the half marathon. But Dana is going to come out and do the 10K with me at her very first Run Disney event. Yay! Yay! I'm very excited for you to experience. You're going to get hooked, and then you're going to want to keep doing these. We'll see. We'll see. I am nervous. I am very nervous about this one. I'm doing my first 10K in March with my sister-in-law and Ryan, a.k.a. my husband. We're doing one with Lululemon, so this is going to be my good practice run, I guess. Literally practice run. And then this big one, which I'm excited about. I'm excited just to experience a run Disney, you know, run. It's. I'm a little nervous. I got to say, having done a few of these now, it's so incredibly organized. And again, we're going to do more of this next week, probably. But what I'm super excited for you to experience are one, the character photos that you stop running every mile to get a picture of the character. And two, the medals and the theming. And what's so exciting is this Run Disney um, Halloween half marathon weekend that's going to be in September. The 10K is Haunted Mansion themed, which I'm very excited about. And the medal has the three, the traveling ghosts on it. And then the half marathon that I'm going to do is the Sanderson sisters, but Daisy, Clarabelle and Minnie as the Sanderson sisters, not the actual... Sanderson Sanderson sisters. sisters. Yeah. So I'm super excited. It'll be fun. So much more on that, but very proud, Dana, your very first 
Run Disney event is coming up. Yay. I can't wait. It'll be fun. And I'm a little nervous. So this week, we're going to talk about that other park. And, you know, when we say that other park, we're generally not talking about Knott's Berry Farm or Six Flags. We never talk about Knott's Berry Farm or Six Flags. <laughs> we should go to Knott's Berry Farm sometime. I really want to go just for Me too. the fun. I I've go. never been. I think we should do this. You know, Allison, our travel agency owner, she goes with her wife all the time and they love it. They say it's really fun and it's like a little it's like a little hokey, but in a cute hokey way. So we should go. Take the family. Well, we're not talking about those. We're talking about the other hokey part. Universal Studios Orlando. We call it the Hokey Park because it's it's not Disney. But we're gonna talk about it because Dana just went and had an incredible couple days down there at Universal Orlando. So there's a lot to talk about. So Dana, before we jump in on this, tell us kind of like, give us kind of an overview of the trip. And then let's just really dive in because the one thing I'm begging you to talk about is the VelociCoaster because I watched that thing get built. I watch YouTube videos. I've seen it. I've not done it. And I'm so unbelievably jealous that you got to ride the VelociCoaster down at Universal Orlando. Oh, we're going to talk about the VelociCoaster. <laughs> I am obsessed and we're going to be talking about it. But before we get to the VelociCoaster, let me give you a quick understanding of why I went down. So this was a all Universal Orlando trip that I took with my travel agency that I work with. So Allison, who I just mentioned, she owns Adventures with Allison Wonderland. And eight of us travel agents flew down or drove down to meet up with her. And we got a full guided experience of what Universal Orlando has to offer, which was really great because I got to be honest, Universal Orlando is often an afterthought to me, especially after having a young kid. I think when I was a young adult, I went to Universal Orlando, but it's not a place I think of taking my daughter who is, you know, seven years old or even when she was younger. It just doesn't seem like it quite fits any of her needs. And so I never really think of it. But I learned a lot this trip. I saw a lot of awesome hotels. We're going to get into my favorites. We got to go spend two days in the theme parks. We used the Express Pass, which is a dream. It blows Genie Plus out of the water. So let's talk about- Wait, something is better than Genie Plus? Never. Never. Oh, okay. You don't have to spend all day on your phone swiping down trying to get ride times? Can I tell you that I didn't even download the Universal app while I was there? I know. Who am I? Whoa. I would have if I was there with my family. But because I was with a group of travel agents who are all also planners, one of my friends had the app. So if we did mobile order, I just paid her in Venmo. So I didn't have to download it because that's how lazy I was. And it felt like a dream. So in a lot of ways, this was a really great vacation for me. (laughs) Yeah, I got to ask now that you did that without having to download the app, not having to be on the app to do everything literally to like breathe at Disney World. I think you have to be on the app now, but to not have to do all that. Did you feel more on vacation and able to check out or did it feel weird? Did it feel different? Like what what was kind of the overall thought of that? not having to be attached to your phone. I think I know the answer, but what do you think? It was really refreshing. I felt like I was truly on a vacation in a lot of aspects. You know, 
there's also the factor that I'm not there with my husband and my child where I am the planner and I love being the planner and I love making the reservations and being on my phone to pick out the genie pluses and moving this way and that way across the parks. But none of us had to really do that on this vacation. Even all of us travel planners of the mix, we just kind of look at each other and say, all right, do we want to go ride Spider-Man? Sure, that sounds fun. And then mosey on over. We didn't really look at wait times aside from the big ticket rides, which are Hagrid's and Velocicoaster. We didn't really need to worry about it because we had the Express Pass. Mm. So maybe let's start talking, I guess, about the Universal Parks first, and then I'll I'll come back to talking about the hotels. But I think you need to know that at Universal Orlando, they have seven hotels that are a part of Universal. I think they're all owned by Lowe's, L-O-E-W Lowe's. And if you stay in what they call their deluxe resorts, which is a premier resort, there are three of them, soon to be four, with the new Epic Universe that's opening. But right now there's three hotels that are considered premier hotels. And if you stay in any of those premier hotels, you get on your key card, on your ticket, a express pass offering. So you use your physical ticket there, no mobile situation. And every single ride except for Hagrid's is a part of the express pass. Every single ride. Is it multiple express passes or is it only one per ride? Is it the unlimited or is it one per ride? Limited. It's unlimited. Wow. So if you want to spend your whole day going on Velocicoaster and ride it 20 times, you can on the Express Pass, which this is worth its weight in gold, folks. And let me also explain that these premier hotels, which are the Hard Rock Hotel, the Royal Pacific, and the Portofino Hotel, if you stay at either of these three hotels, you automatically get this attached to your room key. We've stayed at Royal Pacific. Yeah, it's a great hotel. It was a great hotel. If you stay at either of these three hotels, you get this premier pass. These hotels are going to set you back anywhere between like $350 to upwards to like $800 a night, which to be honest is the same price tag you're going to find with any of the deluxe resorts at Disney World. But you're paying for the Genie Plus. Or moderate. Or frankly moderate. And if you're in the 350 to 400 range, that's a moderate these days, which is crazy. So just know that like that is one of the biggest, if not the single biggest pro to visiting Universal. And if you're going to spend more than one day at Universal Orlando, stay a night and get yourself on that Premier Pass. Because the Premier Pass itself is quite expensive. I think it's over $100 add-on to your ticket if you were to purchase it. Is it more expensive than the Express Pass at Universal Studios Hollywood? Oh, gosh. You know, we never buy it, so that's a good question. I'll have to look it up. I think it is more expensive because there's just way more rides in general. But that's my guess. I actually don't know. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about the parks, and then we'll get back into the hotels in a second. So... At Universal Orlando, there are two theme parks, and technically they counted it as three with their water park, Volcano Bay. But for this purpose, I only went to the two. There's Universal Studios, the original, and Islands of Adventure, which opened, I think, in the late 90s. Islands of Adventure came out to be kind of like this hodgepodge of like before Marvel was attached to Disney, they kind of have the whole Marvel section, which is more comic book based than the movie based. 
They have Dr. Seuss's Landing, they have Jurassic World, and they had the very first Harry Potter land, which was Hogsmeade, still is. So those are kind of the big general areas that they have. They also have the toon area that's like the old comic strips, like think Kathy and Heathcliff <laughs> and Popeye. And that section is super dated. It's such a hodgepodge, like more than even like California Adventure was at one point. Yeah, it's kind of a shock that it still exists, to be honest. I'm like, <laughs> I don't I don't get why this is still here. But over there, just like like everything Universal, there's a lot of screen rides in both parks. But Islands of Adventure was so much fun. They have the big famed Velocicoaster, which is the big top dollar ride to do right now. I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to tell you about Velocicoaster. If you held back anymore, I was just going to like hang up on the Zoom and go to bed. Just keep teasing out the Velocicoaster. So do not hang up. Do not hang up on the Velocicoaster. Let's go. The Velocicoaster is incredible. It's definitely my favorite roller coaster I've ever experienced in my life. And I think next to Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot, it's my favorite just attraction as is, like for what it is. So I don't want to spoil a whole lot with it because I think going in, the less you know, the better. But to give you a very brief overview, the concept of this ride is that in the Jurassic World, the new movies that have come out, you have Bryce Dallas Howard's character explaining that they've created a new roller coaster in the Jurassic World universe, like in the the park that's part of the movies. And at this roller coaster, it's to make you feel like you are a velociraptor yourself chasing prey. So it's a very fast roller coaster. You are absolutely strapped in <laughs> to this, this contraption in a blue kind of tracked ride. But what I can tell you, it is the smoothest roller coaster you will ever go on in your life until I'm sure they invent something else smoother. But this is the smoothest roller coaster that has the most unique twists and turns. If you are somebody who gets, you know, ill on roller coasters or gets worried about upside downs and loop-de-loops, just know that, yes, this ride has both (laughs) of those things. And no, you miraculously won't get that sick on this. A lot of people who get, you know, motion sick on rides, I'm one of them, find this one to be so thrilling and that you don't get that sick. There's a ride over at Universal Orlando called like Rock It Roller Coaster. And that one's like straight up and then down. I love that roller coaster so much. You're the only human. You're the only one that likes it. love it. I love it. It's like the Rip Rocket or something. And it is. Yeah, nobody loves that. It is so long. It is amazing. It goes through the Ghostbuster firehouse. Like it is. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I also love the whole coaster there too. But okay. So anyway, I have a question though. Is the Velocicoaster just a roller coaster or are there more elements to it? Like when you think of Guardians Cosmic Rewind, there are so many, it's it's not just a roller coaster, right? There are so many elements to it. Don't spoil anything, but are there surprise elements to the Velocicoaster? Or is it really just an amazing roller coaster? The answer is both to that question. It is just a roller coaster, but it also has some incredible surprise elements that I will not spoil here on this podcast for you. Okay. That is why I'm saying it is the best roller coaster I've ever gone on. And it is on par with 
Guardians of the Galaxy in Epcot as my favorite ride. I love both of them so much, but they are different. They're very different in a lot of ways. And everything you're describing of Guardians being very much an experience and there's different elements. Immersive. Some of those exist and some of those don't at Velocicoaster. You can't exactly compare them on the Mm. same but they are both amazing, and I, I cannot wait for you to experience Velocicoaster or anybody. All right, we'll I mean, see. I was in awe of this ride. Every turn <laughs> I was not expecting, and new things were like happening at all moments of this ride. But I came off feeling so euphoric. How many times? I rode it twice, and I, I just want to be clear. I felt so euphoric coming off of that ride both times. And my pro tip is if you get a chance, ride it at nighttime. Okay. I think it's the best at night. Fair, fair. Okay, so back to Islands of Adventure. Those are all the things that are there. Over at Universal Studios, you know, it's the classic. They've got the mummy ride. They've got that horrible rocket roller coaster that you're talking about. <laughs> it's Nobody so likes. good. It's so tacky. And at night, it's amazing with the lights on it. it no, is, it's not amazing. I love nope. that ride nope. so much. So much. I'm so sorry. You are absolutely wrong. Oh. But they, they have that right over there if you hate And you choose yourself. your own song. Like, stupid. come on. It's stupid. It's a stupid ride. Did you write it? Dumb, dumb Did ride. you write it this trip? No, because I don't want a brain aneurysm on this trip. <laughs> Live a little, Dana. I don't. Come on. I don't. I have. I wrote that one like once, like 15 years ago. And I said, never again. No, thank oh, you. Give it to um, me again and again and again. They also over here have the Men in Black ride. They have um, the Simpsons ride, which are both like screen virtual rides. What was new for me is they have Diagon Alley in the Harry Potter section. That opened a long time ago. Oh, yeah, you hadn't seen that yet. I hadn't. And so I also got to ride the Gringotts ride, which I loved. Have you done that one before? So good. Yep. We did that on our trip. Because remember, we were there. It was really fun. We were there at the height of COVID. Where else did Kurt and I go? Disney and Universal. Why not? Of course you did. A smart decision. So, yeah, we did that. And I actually need to go do it again because I have zero memory of what happened on that ride. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We wrote it uh, several times because we had the Express Pass. It was glorious. So I wrote it three times in two days and I loved it. I do think that there are some things I would like to change just mostly had a little extra of the roller coaster elements of that ride, but it was really fun and I really enjoyed the pre-show to that one. Did you ride the Hogwarts Express? Yes. I rode the Hogwarts Express and I found it to be extremely underwhelming. But I want to say this with a caveat. We <laughs> use the Express Pass, which you can use. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. Something must have broken down. But we ended up waiting like 50, five, zero no. minutes to ride this thing. Same thing happened to us. Because we we had the express pass when we were there. Exact same thing happened to us. But also it was COVID time and they were only putting one party per Oh, in cabin. each train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So huh. that slowed it way down. But yeah, it was still the same. Like even with the express pass, it was a long wait. I thought it was cute. It's a cute, if you want to fully immerse into the world of Harry Potter, to take that yeah. train from Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade, it's kind of cool when you're like in that, if you're going to stay in that immersive experience that you're having there, it's cool. And yeah. I actually think, you know, we've talked about what a mess and epic failure the Star Wars hotel was at Disney World. And the fact that like their transportation to get you from 
the hotel to Galaxy's Edge was a box truck with screens inside of it. Like, come on. Yeah. Like this, this seemed a little better. Let's put it that way. And it's a real train. It's a real train. It is a real train. That is pretty awesome. Um, It is pretty cute. And I love Harry Potter. I want to also be clear of all of the travel agents that went. I think I'm the only one that's like a diehard Harry Potter fan. And I felt (laughs) like I had to be cool about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was cool. I, I felt like I was trying to come across as like, oh, yeah, this is, I don't know. This is maybe uh, from book four of Goblet of Fire, but, like, the book series. And the inside, you're screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was was like, no, come on. We all know the answer to this. You know what you need to do? What? Oh, my gosh, Dana. Okay, find yourself in the London. Okay. You need to go to the Harry Potter studio tour. Done it. Already done it. Oh, you've done it. You can't. Oh, never mind. Yes. Ryan and I did it in like 2012 and loved it. It was like we did it like the first six months after it had opened. So we were some of the first folks there. Oh, my gosh. When you walk into that great hall. It's impressive. When the doors open to the great hall and you walk in, it's insane. We spent a total of like eight whole hours there, like sun up to sundown. (laughs) Um, And we listened to every single piece that they had to share. Like we were just taking it all in. I do love that tour. So what this is, folks, is in the UK, just outside of London, they have, it's where they actually shot Harry Potter. A lot of the sets and studios, it's the studio there. And they have the sets, the actual sets from the film. So you go into the Great Hall, you go into Dumbledore's office. I I still, to me, Dumbledore's office set was the most impressive. Yeah. To me. Like, to walk into that. You go into the dormitories, you see the sets there, and these are the actual sets from the films. Like, it's and it's done, and it's set up as an entire museum, and it's amazing. So good. Everybody gets their own set of, like, a little audio, like, headphones, a little audio iPod, and so everywhere you go, you can key in whatever number you're at and listen to the director, the actors, the writer, the prop master, the costumer, like whoever was a part of whatever you're looking at, they'll describe how they created it or what they were doing in this moment. And so it's really special for any Harry Potter fan. But you know what? If you're a Harry Potter fan, you already know what we're talking about, like that (laughs) this exists. It was really cool. If you don't, book a flight to London. Go. Okay, I gotta ask. Big questions. Okay. Two of my favorite rides were at Island's Adventure. Okay. And they are water rides. Oh. Two of the greatest water rides that exist in a theme park to me are the Popeye ride and their log flume ride. It's um Dudley Do-Rights, Rip Soarin'. Falls or Riptide yeah. Falls or something. And then yep. they have the log ride. They took Splash Mountain and Collie River Rapids and turn them into what they should be at Disney World. Insane, crazy water rides that you get absolutely soaked on. And I love them. They are wild. I mean, I'm talking like they're fast. The rapids are crazy in the rapid ride. It's not like the weird thing at Animal Kingdom where you're like, doesn't even know what it is. At one point it was about poaching and land taking over. And now it's just like a random ride with no narration. I don't even know. This thing is insane, crazy. Did you do that? I'm assuming you didn't do them. You didn't do the two best rides. I didn't do those rides. And I thought you were going to actually mention the other better water ride, which is Jurassic Park, the river adventure, which is turning into the same one that we have here in California. Yeah, but the one in California is so much better with that drop, that insane drop that you have in California. 
Is it different? Is the drop any different? It's bigger. It's a bigger drop in California. I didn't realize that. And what I think is amazing about the California one is the drop is all indoors because it's an active studio. You couldn't have the screaming. I love that story about that, that they had to build the drop completely inside, which makes it even cooler because when you get to a drop, you think it's going to be like Splash Mountain or whatever that goes out, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's so cool that they built the one at uh, Universal Hollywood that goes stays completely inside. I'm confident I told you that fact. Maybe. Did I just pretend like I knew it? Did yeah, I just, you did, and I love like, it. Is that just like appropriating your facts as mine? <laughs> I'll take I it. I mean, did? you delivered that fact very well. I learn from the best. I'm a student. <laughs> um, but what happened when we were there was they opened up that ride the new river adventure while we were there, but they kept closing it back down. So we didn't get to go on it. They were doing like a soft opening. Um, And my understanding is it's all the same stuff. The new stuff that they brought to our California version is now in the Florida version. Even with the Mosasaurus. Yes. Mosasaurus and the Adominus Rex. I don't know how to say it. Speaking of quick side note about Mosasaurus. My son is obsessed with Jurassic world dinosaurs as in, Every single time we go to Target, he says, I want to go to Target and get a dinosaur. Hmm. We now have, I think, every single Jurassic World, Jurassic Park dinosaur that ever existed at this point. Until my mom bought him for his birthday, this Mosasaurus that is four feet long. It is insane. And my little three-year-old toddler drags it around this apartment. It comes into the bath with him. It lays next to his bed to protect him at night. Aww. Like he, this Mosasaurus, he has four different Mosasauruses. He's obsessed with the Mosasaurus. Like that's his hands down favorite dinosaur. That's so precious. Also, did your mom forget that you live in New York City? <laughs> Basically in our apartment, like the dinosaurs half the size of our apartment. Yeah. But the funny thing is, for the he's now calling it Mosasaurus, but he was for the longest time calling it the Mimosasaurus. <laughs> oh no, very Adam! Very, very proud. The Mimosasaurus. <laughs> hmm. Can you go get what, brunch with we, your Mimosasaurus? Uh, he should have brunch. Like, I feel like Mimosasaurus should just come to brunch for yeah. Mimosas. Yeah. For their namesake. Okay. One more question, and if you answer this incorrectly, I don't know if we can continue this podcast. Oh God. Okay. Did you ride ET? Okay, sir, not only did we ride E.T., but I got a story for you. <laughs> E.T. is the only thing I wanted to do on this entire trip. It's and I made so that abundantly good. <laughs> clear to everybody. So we get in line. Everybody wants to do it. We are super excited. If you have ridden E.T. ever, it one, it has not changed since 1991 when it first opened. It is still exactly the same as whenever you remember from your childhood memory. But two, they still take your name at the beginning and it will, E.T. will say, like, goodbye, Dana, Adam, like in his little E.T. voice. What we did, one of our travel agents is named Courtney and we gave Courtney as the name of all of us. So when we got to the very end of the ride, E.T. is saying, like, <laughs> goodbye, Courtney, Courtney. 
Courtney. <laughs> Court, he sounds broken. I filmed it. I will post it for all of you guys to see. Um, and you see at the end, I actually captured the real Courtney, like, laughing hysterically. Because we did it. She didn't know we were doing this. So she went first, and then the rest of us all just said, our name is Courtney. And it was so funny. E.T. looks angry at us by the end because we made him sound like he was glitching out. <laughs> I would be, too. <laughs> Courtney. Courtney. That right. If y'all haven't done it, it basically takes you through the story of E.T., but then you suddenly see something that was never in the movie and you go to E.T.'s planet. And it's like this trippy, amazing 90s, like fever dream of a planet with all these <laughs> ETs around it. I love it. I love it so much. And then you're riding. And the cool thing is the ride vehicle is the bicycle and, yeah. and ETs in the basket in the front. And it's, it's so, so cute. It's so cute. It's so it. cute. Okay. It's so we can, early we can 90s. Continue the podcast. No, no, I'm not ready to continue. I want to keep talking about E.T. Um, I <laughs> loved it so much. And I, I, it's like all I wanted to do. Another travel agent friend who became one of my besties on this trip is a girl named Jess. And besides her and I going toe-to-toe over quotes from Drop Dead Gorgeous, we were also the two that were, like, obsessed with wanting to ride the E.T. ride. And at one point, when we get into the section where, you know, you've left Earth and now you're in E.T.'s red planet, I just turned to her and was like, now things get weird. Which is so true. Like, you just see all these super creepy characters. You're like, what is happening? I know it was so much fun. I loved it so much. And I took a ton of video and footage. I didn't, frankly, take a lot of footage on this entire trip, except for a few of the hotels and the E.T. ride. Those are the things I have a a ton of footage on. You know, I do feel like we were robbed from an E.T. sequel, like, on E.T.'s planet. Come on, Mm -hmm. Spielberg. You're still you're still cranking out movies, dude. Give us this. Give us. I don't think I want it. Give us E.T.'s planet. I don't want it. I don't need it. I, I like to stay. You don't want it? No, because I've ridden the ride and I'm like, this Give is Drew, too like, weird. Bring Drew Barrymore back. Like make it like all these other sequels are now like real time. It's been 50 or four. What year? What year did E.T. come out? How old is Drew Barrymore? I don't I even know. like 1984. So like, yeah. So it's uh. 40 years later, whatever, and Drew Barrymore, I mean, what's she doing? She's got her talk show. Hire her. Take her to the planet, and it'll be great. 1982. I just had to look at Oh, see? 42 years later. 40, no, 41. What year is it? Oh, my gosh. It's 24. 42 years later. There we go. Mathing. We can do it. I do math. Mathing. All right. Let me talk a little bit about the food yeah. in the parks. I'm very curious because I thought it was totally subpar when I was there years ago. So I am very curious when you were taking the food, where you ate, what kind of food you had. And not to compare them, but really actually, yeah, compare it to what you get at a Disney park too. Yeah. I'm going to be brutally honest. The food at Universal is still subpar. None of it's good. <laughs> None of it is memorable. And you're going to be like, really? This is back to just theme park food everything from like a corn dog at a corn dog stand is not as good as the disney equivalent all the way up to their sit-down restaurants we did go to a couple sit-down restaurants we went to i think it's called anahito's mexican restaurant in city walk oh, we've been there fine yeah we have the one in california too it's fine it's nothing to write home about i asked for a spicy margarita it wasn't spicy enough for for my take you're from the, California. Nothing in Florida will be spicy enough for your take. 
Well, that would be correct. But also we went to Toothsome's Chocolate Emporium. It's a brand new restaurant that's in City Walk. It's very beautiful. It looks like a postcard. And like think like Willy Wonka's factory with like a little bit more of a universal bent. It's kind of what it looks like. We also have one at Universal Hollywood. I ate there. It's fun. It's definitely a cool vibe. The interior looks like a um, steampunk kind of set, I would say. And there is like a backstory that I did not capture. But the backstory is basically like this woman owns the Emporium and there's a robot that works there. Um, the woman is a actor who goes around to the tables and talks to you named Penelope. It's a choice. Penny? I can't remember. She came and talked to us. She was hilarious. She was a lot of fun. I did enjoy her. <laughs> and the food was like burgers and flatbreads and salads. And yeah. the food was decent. I will say that it was the best meal I ate in the two and a half days I was on Universal Property was at Toothsome's Chocolate Emporium. But it was still subpar food. It still was not incredible or anything to write home about. So that is where I would give the big con of all of this stuff about mm. about Universal is that your food is not going to be great. It's just going to be okay. Yeah, it's so interesting to me the value Disney puts into culinary versus what Universal does because Disney has really banked on really making it about the food where even a lot of the quick service food is slightly elevated and better. Yeah. I mean, you can still get a burger and a hot dog and fries or whatever, but like you have the other options that don't feel like theme park food. Right. Yeah. And then the signature restaurants, whatever, those are incredible at the Disney parks. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, I agree. When we, we were at universal, the food was all just kind of, okay, it's, it's food. Like it wasn't anything exciting. Yeah. I think the one that was the biggest miss for me, and I think maybe for my entire group of travel agent buddies, was eating at the Leaky Cauldron in Diagon Alley. Oh, yeah. We all went in. We ordered some food thinking like, okay, we know that it's going to be like bangers and mash and, you know, fish and chips, that kind of stuff. It was all really poorly flavored. Um, They didn't have any options for our vegan and dairy-free friends, our very minimal options. It was just super bland and like kind of tasted to me like the food I would imagine is served at like a nursing home. Kind of looked like that and tasted like that. Yeah, I felt that when we were all out in California earlier or late last year with you guys and Kurt Noah and I went and did, and you came with us for a bit, we did Universal. We had lunch at the Leaky Cauldron at Universal Hollywood and it was awful. And I, I went for the fish and chips and I was like, oh, it was not good. Yeah. It seems like not a pretty good. easy swing is a fish and chips, but it's no, fried I, cod. I did not like this food. So I was super disappointed with the food choices that I had throughout the whole trip. So that's, that would be my con. Let's get into the hotels. How about real quick? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Can we maybe something, are, are we more positive on the hotels? Yes, we are. So, Again, like I mentioned earlier, there are seven hotels. There are three that are in their premier or deluxe category, and that is the Hard Rock Hotel, the Portofino, and the Royal Pacific. Now, all three of these hotels are really nice, but I don't think they are all equal. 
and they're not equal in price. So Hard Rock Hotel, I think, is their older one of all of these. But frankly, that was my favorite that we toured. Um, the Hard Rock mm. Hotel is nice. It looks really cool. The rooms are standard, but like have that like rock and roll luxury vibe. My favorite take on the rooms is that they have a floor length mirror and it tells you how tall in inches each rock star is. So you can walk up oh, and that's be like, cool. oh, I'm the same height, me, I'm the same height as Stevie Nicks, which I was thrilled about. She's 5'1". You could see like, oh, I'm the height of Mick Jagger. I'm the height of Prince. I'm the height of Debbie Harry. So that was really cool. Their pool area is beautiful. And you can hear the music inside the pool, like underwater, which I thought was really neat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And just the whole vibe was really fun and kind of swanky, but not cheesy. So I was a big fan of that one. It is also within a five-minute walking distance to universal theme parks. Just as a aside, that is another huge pro of staying on property at Universal if you're doing the Universal Resorts. All of these places are within like a five to at most 15 minute walking distance. All of them, every single one of them, you can get to so quickly. And they also use boat transportation. They use buses as well. The water. But you don't really need them because the boats are amazing and very effective. So that's a big... Or you can walk. Yeah, you can walk, you can take a boat, or you can take the bus, but they have a lot of options for you, and they're all pluses, and they're all going to get you there really quickly because they are super close to one another. So that's a big point for Universal in my mind. You got a point for the Express Pass, and you got a point for the walkability and transportation. Did it feel more like being at Disneyland? Yes, Right, where the hotels are right there, the parks are right there. Like, it's so much more compact, right? Yes. And unlike what we were talking about a few weeks ago where you were explaining Coronado Springs and that you have to walk like nearly a mile just to get back to your hotel room after you've gotten off of a bus, that doesn't really exist at any of these hotels. They're all very Mm. compact. Even their newest one, which is Cabana Bay, which is my favorite one I'm about to talk about, (laughs) even that one is quite spread out, yet it all still is compact comparatively to something like Pop Century or the All-Stars. So Cabana Bay is considered like a moderate resort equivalent. And Cabana Bay's theming is the most adorable theming you're going to find of any resort, and I'm including the Disney resorts into it. Everybody should stay at Cabana Bay. It is adorable because it's a 1950s and 60s vibe. So picture that mid-century modern kind of Palm Springsy style of look, and that's Cabana Bay for you. It's beautiful. It's kitschy. It's so much fun. And it's very photogenic. This place has not one, but two major pool areas. One that has a big water slide. The other that has sandy shores. Something else I learned is that I believe every single hotel on Universal property has sand at them. So you can find like cool sandy spaces. So you don't just need Yacht and Beach Club for that. Something else I think is really noteworthy, two things, especially for families that are traveling and staying at any of these resorts, sunscreen is 100% free at any universal property. What? When you go to the pool, they have a big old tub. You can go over and get as much sunscreen as you want. So if you've forgotten your sunscreen, which we did, we were out there at one point and ate lunch by the pool 
and I was under the sun and I was burning. So I just walked right over, got myself some sunscreen, lathered it on my arms and I was good to go. So smart. So that is really cool. And another one, and this is really important for young families, something else that is absolutely free. You never have to go run to a gift shop and purchase it like you and I have done in the past at a Disney resort is swim diapers. They give away swim diapers to anybody who needs them. All you have to do is go up and ask at the towel receptacle spot. I'm going to caveat that, though, because not in Florida, but in California, they give out swim diapers at the Disneyland Hotel Pool and Grand California. Okay. They don't do it at the fancy resorts in Florida, but in California, they do have stacks of swim diapers free to grab. That's which really is nice. cool. Well, let me give you this other really cool point to these hotels. If you are really interested in seeing Cabana Bay, their pool area, but you're staying at the Royal Pacific, which also has a perfectly lovely pool area, but you really want to go see Cabana Bay, well, guess what? You can hop to any of the pools if you are staying on property as long as they are of equal or lesser value to the room you're staying. So if you're staying in one of those deluxe premier rooms, you can hop to any of the hotels. If you're staying at Cabana Bay, you can't go to one of the deluxe ones, but you can go to any of the other moderate or value equivalents. So that is really special. And, And going back to what I was just saying, that everything is more compact, that it's easy to get to places. This is a big value. So if you are staying at Royal Pacific, which I was this last trip, if I were there a little bit longer and I really loved that Hard Rock Hotel pool, now that I know, I would have gone over there. I would have taken my family and had our pool day there yeah. because I thought that was a cooler pool than the one at Royal Pacific. Fair, fair. The only one we know about is Royal Pacific because we stayed there during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot was open. They had that beautiful sushi bar there. Was that open? Yes. When you guys were there, that sushi restaurant? It was. It was beautiful. Yeah, we ate there. Or we didn't eat there, but we saw the food. We didn't We didn't actually eat it. But then we went there to the bar in the evenings after our days in the parks. They pour oh. a good, uh, well, I just got a glass of wine each time. But they had some good cocktails. All right. And just to be clear, too, my question, Cabana Bay, no express pass at that hotel, right? That's the biggest con about staying there is there's no express pass. But what I will also say is that they have a really cute restaurant and they have a full bowling alley that you can book day of. They don't take advanced reservations, so you can only book it within 24-hour window. Um, And it's a huge, like, kitschy-looking 1960s bowling alley. So it feels like you're going to turn around and the Brady Bunch is going to be standing next to you. They also have a Jacqueline Lane gymnasium there, so you can go and work out, and it's like a Jacqueline Lane style. Which he, Stop. Yeah, if you guys don't know who Jacqueline Lane is, he was <laughs> he was like a bodybuilder from the 50s and 60s, and when they heard that they're going to name the Jacqueline Lane gym after him, his widow ended up sending a bunch of memorabilia of his, so that's all on display inside the gym. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, they really did it upright with that, that hotel. Picture, like... 50s primetime cafe mixed with a little like sci-fi dine-in with a little palm springs and that's what this 
hotel looks like. I can see why Kurt's been like, let's stay there. Oh, I didn't even tell the best part of it. Yeah. I think I told you all the best parts of it. But another great part is that more than half of the rooms here are family suites. So everything from one and two bedroom rooms with like a little kitchenette and a living room all exist there. Clutch. That is a huge piece of it. Because we, like with Noah, we always book the deluxe resorts because you can get the balcony. Yeah. And he can go to sleep in the room and then we can go escape and sit on the balcony and have a cocktail and like talk and like do those things and then come back in and it's time for us to go to bed. But that is key. It's amazing. So I really do recommend this place for families. I'll end with this thought. Now, this is, you've heard all of my pros, which are that these resorts are really, truly amazing. They are all comparable, if not even better than most of the Disney resorts, in my opinion. These resorts go all out. The one I found to be lackluster was Portofino, which is one of their deluxe resorts. Mm. I wouldn't probably spend the money there. It felt like it was in need of a serious refurb. But stay at Royal Pacific, stay at Cabana Bay, stay at Hard Rock, and you won't be disappointed. The biggest con I found was that despite all of these awesome things with the resorts, and I know how much my daughter would love Cabana Bay and its whole vibe in the pool area, I still don't know if I will be booking it right away for my family. Because at the end of the day, when I go into the theme parks at Universal, there's not a lot for kids who are under 10 to do. If you've got a kid who's scared of roller coasters, doesn't love all of the sounds, has any sort of, you know, is maybe neurodivergent, this is not the park for you. The music is super loud. Everything is in your face. These rides are all extreme. They're all a lot of screens. They're dark. They spit water at you. You've got Voldemort on one of these rides. Like, these are intense. (laughs) Yeah. I think if you've got a family of middle schoolers and up, you're going to have a grand old time. And if you've got a really adventurous kid that doesn't get phased by a lot, then by all means, you guys will have a great time too. But thinking with my daughter in mind, she's too old for Dr. Seuss and she's too young for Harry Potter. I couldn't really find a single thing in the parks that I thought she would be into. So I think that speaks a lot for my Um, thoughts on Universal. And I think that's why... Universal Hollywood is so smart. That gigantic splash pad that they have. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Genius. The super silly fun land, the minions area. Yeah. Yeah. And they do have the minions ride at Universal in Orlando. And they do have a couple other rides like that, but they're still the virtual stimulus like screen rides. So they don't have the super silly fun land section like they do over at Hollywood. So there you have it. That's my review. I had a grand old time with everybody. I loved, I stayed in a room with my buddy Jess and Avery, Mm -hmm. who I adore. They are great travel agents. And I just became friends with all these people. Another special shout out to my new Kansas City friend, Kelly, who (laughs) we bonded over our love for Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. And yeah, just all of these girls, they were all so much fun to get to know. And I'm really, oh, I'm really grateful I did this. I just remembered I have to share this. My most favorite part of the entire trip was doing the escape rooms at Universal Studios. Oh, yeah, you said that. Yes, in City Walk, they have two escape rooms, a Jurassic Park and a Back to the Future themed escape rooms. And if you've ever done an escape room, they can be, they're like logic puzzles, right? You're trying to figure out how to either like solve something that will unlock something else. In the case of these ones, it was unlocking something to get you into the next room. 
I did the Back to the Future one and it was so expertly done. It was beautiful. It encompassed all three of the Back to the Future movies. And it was really fun. The 45, 50 minutes went by in a flash. It was so fast. So highly recommend that. All right. Well, if you want to go to Universal Orlando, call Dana. She'll make it happen. Email us. It's true. Hit us up on Instagram. Do the things. And Dana will make it happen. She'll make those universal dreams come true. All right. So coming up, we also, surprise, surprise, Dana had a side trip to Disney World on this trip, too. So we're going to have to talk about that (laughs) random side trip to Disney and more hotels and things. But I think next week we should have a recap of Run Disney and talking more in depth about Run Disney and what that whole insanity is like. And then from there, much more to come. Apparently, we're going to get some Adam and Kim podcasts because well, apparently. Dana's, Dana's too busy for us. So, Kim, we're ready. Fan favorite. But, folks, thanks again. <laughs> also, please rate and review our podcast if you get a moment. It, it would really thing. mean a lot to us. Click like, click subscribe, do all the things. You know it. But if you have even, like, two minutes out of your day to just quickly write a little positive review. It means a lot to us and it helps people find our podcast. Or negative. So. If you want to, if you want to hate on us too, maybe, no. maybe, maybe we need the negative ratings to like help the algorithm. I don't know how the algorithm no, works. I don't I'm just, I'm kidding. Don't write bad things. I'm kidding. <laughs> sure you are. Uh, but with that, have a great week <laughs> folks. And we'll see you all again next week. See ya.